qualified to share in the inheritance. But God, you delivered us from the domain of darkness. You transferred us to the kingdom of your beloved son. And we, we have rejoiced in that we get to share in it. And we do know that no one like that in that table that will have a one-day cross. They will have what will be a king. And the honor is reserved for the little son. And so Paul is the answer. He is answered. And I know you this morning are really thankful for the gospel. I wonder how often in our faith we're thanking God for the advance of the gospel and we're telling these things to the church over. I wonder how often we thank God for seeing the fruit of the gospel bloom. I wonder where Paul is today. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because the power of God for salvation is forever in the heart of the believer. Let's just stand with me. Let's sing verses 1 through 14. We're all going to stand. Because we're not hearing any calls from the church. And when we sing to the Holy Spirit, this is what Paul wrote. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by will of God and Timothy our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ who are in Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of which you've heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel, which has come to you, as indeed in the whole world it is guaranteed in the world, as it also was among you, since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. This we warn you by Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and is no negligence to your love and our joy. And so from the day we heard, we did not cease to pray for you, asking that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who qualifies you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Father, we thank you that our most wretched sins have been pressed upon Christ. Our darkest parts of disobedience, our worst faults, our biggest failures, the wretched things that we have said, verbalized, and done, all of them have been laid upon Christ, and he has nailed them to the cross. And therefore, all the wounded and failures have been dissolved. So we have redemption that purchased righteousness in the Lord. We've been qualified to have a right standing with you because of that cross. We have been rescued, delivered. We have been transferred. You've taken us from the realm of darkness and death and put us into the kingdom of your beloved Son. Father, I pray that we would be thankful for the gospel. I pray that gratitude for the gospel would move us to gospel living. God, I thank you for the love of your church bride. And I thank you that we have a privilege to share with you. We pray for your spirit to light it up in us through understanding. As always, it's not just an academic exercise. We don't have a historic university. Father, we need your wisdom in our lives. So, Father, we now anoint your word by your spirit and light it up for us as you teach us. And we pray this in James that you would come and just cause us to be grateful for the gospel. And cause us to be challenged by the simplicity and the content of Paul's in a book really meant to be just an introduction to matters. And so I've listed them there for you all. Uh, I always think it's quite the thing. Still here in Uganda. Uh, I remember the students that we ministered to there. They said, well, we don't have, they come to the Uganda Baptist Seminary, but there they have resources. But they said when we go back to our homes, we don't have commentaries, we don't have these other books. But for the real, because one of the greatest resources in the world is still the greatest means to understanding the mind of God is to share with them the inspired word that we have. And so just from observation alone, we should be able to learn something about this letter to the church of Colossae. First of all, how many chapters are in the book? Four. All right, so Paul writes the chapters of the vision to members in Christ. No, no, these things came later. They had to kind of have some markings as we study and come along. All right, so but we know, first of all, who wrote the letter to the church of Colossae? the Holy Spirit. Come on, Dean. Yes, all right. Paul. And we know that because it begins and says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus. We would be different. We, and we write our letters with, say, dear Dr. Henry, dear Pastor Rob, dear Mr. Tim, here's a complaint I have. So we, we address them to specific people. And these days, the 
person who's driving to go straight and he's going to see this lawyer in St. Paul and the fault is in what? The connection and Patrick Terry, right? Is it the Terry? It's an apostle, right? It's spoken for, isn't it? So what is an apostle? The word apostle means sent one. What's the word apostle mean? Good. It's a sent one. It refers to people who mission. You know that the 12 disciples, except for one of them, became apostles. So there's no good record. There's Judas, who you just heard Judas, but the other 11 disciples became apostles. And they had a special role and a special function. But above all else, they were the sent ones of Christ. And so this man, Paul, was an apostle. And who became the apostle of? Christ Jesus. He's the sent one of Christ Jesus. So is it what? He's Christ's ambassador. He's Christ's emissary. He goes with a message from Christ. And to show you how this came about, was it a campaign that Paul ran? Was it a robbery he ran? Remember that angel before he was apostle? Does anybody remember what he was? He was a fig picker. He was a fig picker. He was out picking figs one day, and God's got, got a word for you. He's like, what? I'm just picking figs, you know? And so he says, I, I, I do this. I'm a plumber. I'm an engineer. Listen, when God has a message, he wants to reach through you. It's through the instruments you have.
privilege and authority from picking the open flame of piety over them in him. So we haven't been in this conversation where we're talking about these other rulers and authorities. I would just like to remind them Christ has done all of them at the cross. Christ is victorious in the Catholic And there's one last reason why I suggest this is in chapter 3, verses 3 and 4. It says, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ views your life as his, then you also will be his in his glory. Now, isn't there a reality to be reminded of? You have died, and your life is hidden in Christ. Right? Uh, hidden with Christ in God. And so our identity, as we believe it, as Christ says, is hidden.
upgrading the heat from the cooler to the cool heat from the elevator down. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think it's an air air conditioner could be a source of cause for the reversing biology of
Thank you. 